Hey, y'all. Welcome to Truth Table, Midwives of Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm McKemini. I'm Michelle. And I'm Christina. This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table, sisters. How y'all doing? Wow. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. You got a B-box. <laughs> yes, with the wow. <laughs> wow, wicka, wow, wow. Oh, I don't know why y'all didn't just record it and just put it on a sampler for any time you needed the wow. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it has to it has to authentically flow from the yeah. spirit up because yeah. the, the well is a is a pulse, it's an indicator. Yes. <laughs> you gotta be able to discern how Michelle's doing by the by the by the well. So <laughs> yes, and let, and let the, well? the listeners well? know what's going to come from that well. They're like, uh-oh, we, we in for a doozy. You might be. You might be. God, just so good to be at the table with y'all, for real, for real. Indeed, sis. Indeed. Indeed. For real, for real. How you doing, C? How you doing, God? Oh, well, you know what? I was... You know, there, there is sunshine. Hallelujah. I'm all talking about the weather because I live in a cold state. So it's very important to me that it's actually a different distinct season of the year. Yes. Uh, but yeah, doing good. I have, look, I I won't complain um, <laughs> as the song goes. As the song goes. <laughs> as, the, as the song says. I won't well. complain. Uh, and it is, the, it is the jam for sure. Um but no, I think things are going good. I'm looking forward to maybe visiting some family and some people uh, over the next oh, couple of months. I haven't seen a lot of folks in a long time. So that's what I, I'm looking forward to. How about y'all? Hey, I'm good. We got vitamin D. Uh, my allergies are killing me, though. <laughs> I know. So I feel like I got sand in my eyes every day. But you know what? I won't complain. I because sand in my I eyes. I <laughs> <laughs> I got sandy eyes. I got sandy eyes, y'all. But I've been wanting the sun, so I'm just like, I, you ain't gonna hear me complain. I'm just gonna put in my eye drops and just keep it moving and bless the Lord. So, <laughs> so you know, I'm good. All right. And I how about good. you, Em? We're doing all right. Kids just got out of school for the oh. rest of the summer. Oh, that seems so early. Well. I know. <laughs> I, I kept looking around, going, wait a minute. I think the teachers must be ready for a break. Oh, for sure. Girl! Mm-hmm. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Used to let wow. you go till through Memorial Day, but they said, y'all better take these kids back. <laughs> like, take all your babies back. Take them back. <laughs> you educate them. Wow. wow. Serious. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yes, indeed. May, may the Lord be yes. with you. And may, the Lord. may the Lord watch <laughs> over me. And also with you. Wow. Yes. Well, well, we got sunshine. We got summer visits. We got the babies is home Mm. now. Wow. Wow. Well, what what do we have on the table? table? Michelle, can you can you let the people know what's on the table today? Well, it reaches. To the highest mountain, Come on now. Come on. Yes, yes. and it flows to the yes. lowest valley. That's what they taught me in the church home. <laughs> We're talking about the blood. Somebody knows it from day to day. Mm -hmm. It will never 
lose its power. You know what? Mm. You should consider singing. You should consider the Lord a hand praise. Yeah, you really should consider being a worshiper. I think that you might have a ministry gift in, I don't know, worship, leading music. I just, I don't know. I just want to, I just want to, not a prophet. I just want to confirm that that gifting on your life. (laughs) Which I love when people tell me the things that I can do back to me, like, hey, you should. I'm like, like, thank you. I received confirmation. Right. Oh my gosh. Yes, y'all. We are talking about the blood and why it matters. This the bloody episode. The bloody episode. Be clear. In all caps, in all caps. (laughs) The emphasis. The emphasis on the blood, the blood of Jesus. Y'all, why does the blood matter? Why does the blood matter, y'all? That's a big question. But really, what comes to mind for you? Just when you think about the blood of Jesus, you know, honestly, I, I, when, as you're asking that question, e, I was thinking like I was Rolodexing old school back in my mind of the <laughs> old school world. That's don't use Rolodex anymore. But thinking about um, being a child and hearing people in church talk about the blood um, growing up in mm. uh, the type of black church where every Sunday there was a closing hoop that talked about <laughs> the blood mm-hmm. the cross and he got up every Sunday. Right. Um, it would, um, mm-hmm. I can see now why that was very important um, <laughs> to do in retrospect, but thinking about like how odd that was to my young mind to hear people talk about blood in general. Right. And that was a unique space, right. As anywhere else in my life, when you're talking about blood, you're thinking about, something frightening and an injury. But in that space, people are, are, are yeah. singing about the power of this blood and mm-hmm. just, yeah, the juxtaposition of that. And um, hearing that for the first time with really young ears and not knowing what the people was talking about, which is basically culture, you know, church culture, right? You, you learn things and through different systems. Some yeah. people are formally catechized and some people you, you know, you learn by proximity. And that definitely was something that over time I had to develop uh, an understanding of what people really were talking about. So that's what initially jumps up, up to me is the first time I heard folks start talking about the blood mm-hmm. and the death of Christ mm-hmm. and um, what happened, the gruesomeness of the cross and um, and yet seeing people yeah. grateful for it. This just It just seemed so odd. Right, the connection between those things from yeah, from yeah. as a young uh, as a kid hearing that that's good. Wow. Yeah. What about you, Em? Comes to mind for you when you think about the blood of Jesus. Yeah. Well, I, obviously, so much music. Uh, just right. just a lot of music. <laughs> yes, bloody songs. <laughs> All the music. Um, and <laughs> also, there there seems there seems to be some historical and cultural fearlessness that mm-hmm. I think my, obviously I was raised by, you know, the most radical people in every situation we were ever in. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, my mom was the first one to point out that uh, one of the reasons that you saw women in the gospel and women through time and women mm-hmm. evangelists and all that um, being fearless in the face of, 
all of the bloody history between the the history of the church, like the actual ancient church and the history of the black church is that women were made to have the capacity to yeah. deal with blood. Mm-hmm. We yes. are the womb holders. We know yes. what it's like to experience that fertile time of the month. There's a yes. there's a deep womanism to the Christianity of the black church. And I believe it's actually mm-hmm. a comfort that mm-hmm. is inherited, you know, whether it's accidental or intentional, it's mm-hmm. inherited by a lot of the men who grow up in the black church surrounded by fearless women. Mm. So I, I think immediately about the same thing that a lot of people think about mm. when we say bloody. Mm. I mean, mm. a lot of people thinking mm-hmm. that. Mm. But mm-hmm. in the black church, we were not afraid of it. It actually made us able to, one, reckon with the harmonizing of pain and hope, mm-hmm. the yeah. pain and life-giving aspects yeah. of mm-hmm. what God was birthing through the sacrifice of someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it just, it really hits home for me in ways that are hard to verbalize in part because mm-hmm. we have never wondered, oh, wow, is our religion bloody? Until we went to a quote unquote, <laughs> so you went to a, a quote unquote multi ethnic church, and they said, what? "Oh, black people sing a lot of songs about blood. Why y'all sing about blood so much?" Mm. Um, I didn't know that singing about the thing that washed me and made me clean could be Come too on. much until somebody told mm. me that it might be too gruesome. Mm. So when I think about the blood and how bloody things are, I think about the fearlessness of God that mm. shows me. The one who made us mm. was not afraid to do whatever it took right. to mm. redeem us. And there's yeah, no yeah. such thing as too messy for saving us all. Mm. Mm. Preach that word for real. Yeah. Preach that. Got that. Um, I think for me, when I think about the blood, I just, I, I, I really think about the cross. Um, and I just mm-hmm. think about like, like what you just said Em, about, you know, like there was, there was, he would, he went to great lengths to come and get us. Um, and, and I think about, um, actually Fred Hammond's song, this is actually more contemporary. Mm-hmm. Um, actually my, my, my blood bloody song is I know it was the blood. Um, and go. Oh, the blood and <laughs> Oh, the blood. Okay. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, I think about, uh, Fred Hammond, there's a song on, uh, I don't know which, I can't think of which album it is, but Michelle, you'll probably know when I mention the song, it's called no greater love. Wait, maybe that's the maybe that's the actual title of the album too. But anyways, it's called "There Is No Greater Love," mm-hmm. and um, and Fred Hammond talks about how you know how the you know Jesus up on the cross, stretch out his arms, you know, and and um, the blood mm-hmm. of Christ just it was dripped down and it flowed down and grabs me and it holds me. You know, like there's no greater love mm-hmm. than that. And I just it's just such a beautiful picture that might sound like gory right you know but it's a but it is a it's a gory faith that we we subscribe to but it's but there's so much love in that in that act you know and just the power of the the blood to hold you and to keep you uh, and so for me i just think about man my salvation you know i really do i think about my salvation i think about the love uh that that went into that act life for life you know, Christ's life for my actual life, my eternal mm-hmm. life, his death for my eternal, um, my eternal life, right? Um, um, his burial for my resurrection, our resurrection, mm-hmm. um, and his ascension for our glorification. I think about all of that 
And I'm just like, thank you, Jesus. I mean, it could really bring you to tears when you think about it. Like somebody, like the, the, our, because our sins are so great, somebody had to die. Somebody had to die and it, it should have been us, right? But we're so raggedy. Even if we died, we couldn't save ourselves. You know, like even if we attempted, we would fail. We couldn't obtain that eternal life. And so I think about Jesus' sacrifice, um, um, his, 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 him taking that fall uh, for me and for us, right? Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just powerful. I just, I love Jesus, y'all. Yeah. I do. I just, Amen. I love, I love yeah. Jesus. And I, and that's, I yeah, well, no, and I, I think love. that's what the cross is. At, the cross provokes, provokes adoration. That's it. Right? So the cross yeah. um, provokes a deep, deep love, right? Or either, it, or either you run from it, right? But uh, it's, it's very extreme, you know, with, with that, that bloody cross, it really does provoke two, two very striking responses, you know. And um, when mm. you see yourself as the, as the cause, when you see the sins of the world, when you see yeah. shame yeah. and injustice, when you see your unforgiveness, when you see your stuff <laughs> taken upon Jesus, um, and he gives himself. I think for those of us who know how much we need yeah. that, it, it does evoke an adoration, the reflection of the cross. Why it's central to our, our faith, and we don't we do not worship a serve a savior who is still being currently sacrificed. Right? <laughs> he the sacrifice is now mm-hmm. com- it's complete. No. Once, once and for all, all people. Once, not once and for all. And I think because we have a savior who has. Um, he has been sacrificed once and it is finished. Um, it That also yeah. reorients the way we think about, I think, our walk um, here on this side of glory, right? When we think about the fact that we are mm-hmm. also likewise called to pick up our cross, it helps us to think about uh, the wretchedness and the depth of sin, mm-hmm. right? And that... Um, that we must be made anew, that we must be purified and cleansed and made right, um, and that it's a warfare. I think that when I think about the bloodiness of the cross, it it takes me to a war a war zone in some ways, and I think about warring yeah. against my own uh, besetting sin, right, and what it means to have victory while warring. Um, and what it means to have victory mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. while even warring against my sin or also the sins of this world, the injustices of this world, but yet still having victory on one hand while still battling. Um, and, and you still get that image, right, of, of blood. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it's so central to our faith and helping us to be sober minded um, as we do this this journey. Yeah. I mean, I, and as I think about I'm just thinking about how is it? Why is it that we. Um, as a people, black folks talk about the blood. Symbol. What is it that attracts us to that? I, I mean, my little thing, I'm just thinking about it. I'm just thinking I'm suffering. suffering. I'm, exactly. That's what I'm, just, I'm just shooting from the hip here. I, I really haven't actually really thought about it to be quite honest. Yeah. Cause I, I really haven't, I'm like, I don't think I've ever thought about like, why do we talk about the blood more than other people? I don't know. Um, uh, I think I actually thought that was common, but it's not. Um, yeah. But uh, and I don't know. I, I don't think we talk about the blood enough anymore. But you know, that's another podcast for another day. <laughs> but um, I think about like, yeah, what is our attraction to to the blood? Obviously, because we've suffered, right? Uh, we know right. suffering all too well. All right, many of our people have actually suffered, suffered to the point of shedding blood. They have done that. 
um, and are still doing that, right, on our behalf, people that put their bodies on the line uh, for our liberation, like Michelle um, and others who are doing that even now to this day. I think about, mm. um, but I even think about, and y'all could push back on me if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm for real, I'm shooting from the hip on this, but I'm thinking about even about slavery and that concept of being owned by somebody, right? So actually the blood actually, actually makes me think about ownership as well, right? And people, we don't like this. Everybody's getting, I, I can hear our listeners getting squirmy right now. So hold on, I'm going somewhere with this though. I think about <laughs> the fact that we are blood bought, y'all. We do not belong to ourselves. You know, if we say that we're in Christ and we believe Jesus, we have been bought with our price. We have been crucified with Christ, Galatians 2.20 says. Um, like, so our life is actually not our own. We are blood bought. We have been purchased with a price, a high price. And that price um, is the blood of Jesus, right? So, you know, in this enlightenment, post-enlightenment area, enlightenment, I should say, um, you know, it's this individualism and all that. But everybody outside of that Western context understands the communal nature, right? That we don't really belong to ourselves, right? In a very um, horizontal sense, I think you understand that naturally and culturally, but even spiritually in our faith, we don't belong to ourselves. Our lives are actually not our own. Our bodies are not our own. They actually belong to God and they've been purchased. Um, And so I think in some, I don't know, that's just my own little theory about how I think that that's part of why we are so, um, the blood for us is such an easy thing for us to, um, 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 enter into and live into, uh, I believe because we suffer, uh, we have that historical, those historical receipts. Um, and even culturally, that's not something, you know, uh, mm-hmm. not belonging just to yourself is not something that's completely foreign to us. Though I know it is changing in our Western context for us, even in our community, but I think that's still, that communal aspect is still there for us. I don't know. What do y'all think? Am I off? Am I tripping? <laughs> well, that, I, well, the Lord will let you know, but no, I was, I was, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think so. But I was going to also say the point that you're making about that we are bought with a price, right? And that we are not our own. But I think that also reorients you to how we engage the whole world. If, if we are not our own, then, I, then most assuredly, then your neighbor is not yours either. And so understanding the cross puts us in a, a constant habitual state of humi- humility. We belong to God and we are no one else's God. So, Amen. so, Amen. and so when you think about even Christianity functioning at times as an oppressive arm of the state or the arm of a right. oppressive mm-hmm. society, you can think right. at how manipulated and skewed the view of the yeah. cross actually is, because it reminds us, right, that God is sovereign. God alone is Lord mm-hmm. and that we belong to God only. And so how can we ever present ourselves as if mm-hmm. we have the ability to dominate anybody else's body we can't even dominate our bodies like we don't belong to ourselves Mm -hmm. um and so the cross just reminds us that we we don't we we're not our own right just it's just very very simple um and that's that slaps in the face our desire to be our own god but also the desire to be the god of our neighbor to be the god of our enemy and we're none of those things and so that's that's what when you said that, that's what really it reminds me mm-hmm. of that, um, that the cross reminds the Christian, whether, you know, we fail at this on a daily basis, it reminds us yeah. that we ought to be the most humble people on the planet, the most lowly Help people <laughs> on the planet. That's what we ought to be when we think about the cross. Right. And so and I'm curious, what comes up for you when you when you think about the blood, the cross, the sacrifice? 
Black. Yeah, I think a lot about the the liberation movements that echo the words of the old hymn, no other work save thine, no mm. other blood will do. Mm. Um, and mm. so if it's true that no other blood will do, mm. then it I, I feel really deeply that part of, especially what you were just saying, Akimini, about mm. the echo of the Black church, the echo of so yeah. many Christians, especially Christians of color who deal with um, mass persecution around the world, mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. this echo mm-hmm. that reminds me of that hymn. There's no other blood yeah. that will do mm-hmm. to cover sins. And yet in the United States, and each of us has preached this in her own way, we're constantly mm. saying that the blood stained ground in the United States of America will never be mm. purified by more bloodshed. And yet well. black people, brown people, native people, and now immigrant children whose records are being destroyed are shedding blood in some attempt to cover somebody's sin. And it's Mm -hmm. time for us Mm -hmm. to say, well, we've been knowing, and that is no other blood will do. No other blood. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we got, who is it? The rookie basketball player. What we, they wasn't satisfied with handcuffing the brother. They wasn't satisfied with giving him a ticket. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't be satisfied until he was humiliated and tased might as well have been shot till his blood spilled on the ground. The refrain of our traditions is the refrain that is mocked, but actually needs to be re-injected or injected in the first place into the traditions (laughs) of the people who have been raised to not believe that no other blood will do. And when you sing and think no other blood will do, all you're thinking about is anybody blood but mine. Mm. And that apathy, Mm. I truly believe that it is that apathy that prevents us from appreciating and even supporting the movements of liberation that demand an end to bloodshed, not only because we know what bloodshed does, but because we know that bloodshed will not cover evil. Uh, The idea of the cross and the lynching Mm -hmm. tree is exactly the same to me as the idea of singing and knowing about the power of Jesus' blood and the utter powerlessness of the blood of Mm. Michael Brown. His blood spilled down the street for four and a half hours and did nothing except add to the egregious sin of Mm. my region. It did not cleanse anything. In fact, it highlighted and emphasized the demons Mm. that had to be cast out. It indicts, right? So so if you think about the blood Mm. of Abel, right? The blood of Abel that still cries out, our brother's Mm. blood still cries Mm. out. And that blood that cries out, cries out the indictment. It cries out guilty, guilty, Mm -hmm. guilty. It is only Christ's blood Mm -hmm. that that cries out purified, clean, whole, made new. Right. And I, I right. think that point is mm-hmm. so important. Um, when we think about all mm-hmm. the sacrifices that are being made uh, to the God of, of white supremacy, uh, the idolatry of, of, of wealth and the love of money, um, to toxic masculinity and rape, all of the sacrifices being made to these wicked, evil, fake gods, um, and all of those things, the blood that spilt, simply cry out the indictment of guilt. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's guilt. it. Guilt. Guilt. Mm-hmm. Guilt. And only, and only the blood of Christ exonerates, right? And says, not guilty. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why we have to, that's, that's really why the, the blood is important. The blood provides justification. It says not right. guilty. Mm-hmm. That's it. In a court, you think about God as judge, which is what he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of us, we're, we're all guilty. Every last one of us, you know, and, and that mm-hmm. is what Jesus's blood provides for us is a not guilty verdict. Praise God. But, mm-hmm. but, but, but it does not have, that's what we call, that's what theologians call, you know, um, uh, forensic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Justification means in the court of law, you stand there, you're not guilty. Right. But it does not provide renovative, um, impact, if you will, I'll just say impact for now, meaning that you need to be transformed from the inside. Okay. So you need the spirit. And that's when sanctification comes in. And when we begin to start to look like Jesus, now we wake up every day, we be like, I still sin and I'm doing, yes. But every day it is progressive, slowly, but surely you are being made more like Jesus and he makes you clean inside <laughs> Michelle you know you see that song so well I love that song too and so, but he'll make you clean on hey, his it's the only hope that's our only hope y'all <laughs> that is our only hope we need the blood we have got we got to talk about the blood a whole lot more than we do. That atonement, yeah. man, that is oh my that brings us in right standing with God. But if we don't share in the guilt of that cross, we can't share mm-hmm. in the grace. And that's the thing. Yeah. So so you know, people will go, okay, well, yeah, our sins killed Jesus. That wasn't the only thing that killed Jesus. Yes, the state killed Jesus. That's true too. Our sins mm-hmm. killed Jesus. That's true. Recrucified Jesus. Uh huh. Along with the state. Yes, all of those things are true, guys. Let's let's keep nuance here. <laughs> let's think, let's think, let's not think narrowly about this. All these things are true too. You know, there's multiple implications uh, for the gospel. Um, and I also don't want, I, I can already hear a listener right now getting lost in the sauce thinking, oh, making me white as snow. No, guys, we're not talking about whiteness. We are not talking about whiteness. I want us to get out. Let's get out of that that mind frame for this moment. We are talking about being purified, made, being made clean on the inside it has nothing to do with uh, whiteness, blackness at this point. It is about being made clean, which all of our nasty, depraved hearts need to be clean and washed, <laughs> okay, in the blood of the Lamb. Okay, like we are so, we're so raggedy that even our prayers of repentance need to be sprinkled with the blood, like quite literally. Like we just, we don't even know how to repent right. And so that's mm-hmm. something that that we have to always embrace, our humility, our hu- our um, humanity, and like, like Lord, I submit this to you because I, I I need the blood. I need to be found under the blood. Um, yeah, see, you were about to say something, or I think you were about to. Well, I can say something. Oh, um, sorry, I thought, I, heard, I thought you were. No, no, it's something. My bad. <laughs> no, 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 it's all good. But you know, I, I was thinking about the ways in which we either the ways in which we we show a shame about the blood. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking in my own mind, you know, how, um, why that, why it's downplayed, why it's minimized, um, why the bloodiness of the cross, right, mm-hmm. is minimized. And I, and for me, I, I, I think there are probably many reasons, but certainly I think because we have not grappled with the bottomlessness of sin, 
the bottomless wickedness of sin, I think it becomes hard to understand the Mm. depths of such a penalty for sin. Sin Um, has no bottom. Yeah, it has no, it really has. I mean, you know, we were created to create and and because of sin, that creativity expresses itself in very sinfully creative ways. We we ain't got no floor on this. Um, You know, we just out the box. You know, we, we are people who have been so creative with our sin that we have, like we've created systems of oppression. We've created systems of abuse, systems of victimization, right? Um, Systems of idolatry. And that looking at the cross reminds mm-hmm. us, I think, of our own sin um, and what it really takes. It also certainly reminds, obviously, you started talking about Sakimini, the love of God, but the holiness of God, the righteousness of God. Yeah. yeah. Um, the And also the nearness and the presence of God, too, in our lives, um, that God comes comes to us, comes and gets us and does this great act on our behalf. Um, Mm. It's just so it's so sobering to think about it. Um, But yet at the same time, it's probably the most despised and controversial element of the contemporary Christian faith is the bloodiness Mm. of our faith. It is. Mm. It is an affront. It is offensive. Um, it, it, instead of it indicting us about our sin, it indicts God about God's own goodness, um, wow. which is just you know it's, it's amazing how we how we how we flip that, how we switch that, um, the weight of those things. Mm. Yeah, I think um, something about the, when we when we're ashamed of the blood. I think part of it is that uh, I think there's a uh, when we don't want to come under the blood. I should say mm. I think there's a we know that there's a price to pay for that. We, well, we know that there was a price paid, right? And we know that if we come under the blood, there is, we have to pay a price. We have to actually die to self. We actually have mm-hmm. to turn, right? We have to confess that we're sinners. Um, uh, and and we, don't, we don't want to have to be dependent on another, on anybody else but ourselves, right? Because we want to be our own gods. Um, and we know that once we confess that, uh, our dependence has to be in Christ, and we know that we have to actually like we got to die to ourselves. <laughs> like every day, we have to actually take up our cross um, because we're united to to Christ, uh, not only in the blessings and the goodness, but also in the suffering. Mm. And we, we don't want to suffer. I mean, no. I mean, I don't like suffering. No. I hate suffering. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> Sounds awful. This is not a good deal. <laughs> Who wants to do that? I mean, Who wants to do even that? Jesus Who was like, if this cup could pass. You know what I mean? Like, I think, well, I think that, well, that could, because Jesus was fully human, fully human, glorified and fully human, right? And that's a, and I think that's that wasn't a sinful thing. It's not sinful for us to, I don't believe, to say. Yeah, I, I woke up this morning wanted to suffer. I mean, what's up with that? <laughs> like, like, but 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 waking up saying I want to serve, yeah. waking up saying I want to be obedient to the will of God, and it might include mm. you know some suffering today, um, stuff that we have, stuff that we walk into because we're called into that space, and stuff that walks up on us. You know, um, that is the that's the journey that we're on until until glory. Mm. Mm. And why? Why do you think uh, some you know people shy away from the blood? What's your theory? Well, I mean, there's often so many different 
arguments to be made about its efficacy, depending on our faith tradition, right. the denomination. Um, I think some people want to talk about the blood as a piece of a larger puzzle, mm-hmm. which I think we need to all be open um, really to our brothers and sisters' honest debates and critiques. But generally, the Christian faith that I've experienced as most true to the story of Jesus is Old Testament through New Testament. The Lord is concerned about sacrifice. Mm. And the Lord is concerned not just about things on the outside. Mm. He's concerned about the location of the heart. So the cheerful giver, like Christina was just saying, you don't wake up thinking, I want (laughs) to suffer. But you might wake up thinking, obedience by any means necessary. Um, God's God's plan above my plan by any means necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that that may mean some some sacrifice. And so, I I think that sometimes it is shying away from pain because mm. we have all been mm. taught to not strive for pain. Well, but yeah. what I think, sweet, precious, sweet, sweet old United States mm. of America, has taught <laughs> us is that all pain is bad. Mm. And that all pain can never be harmonized or even interrogated to the point Mm. of seeing or understanding a particular purpose. Inflicting pain Mm. is one thing. That is the thing that we are to avoid. But understanding the oftentimes necessity Mm -hmm. of suffering, Mm -hmm. especially in resistance, Mm. which is at the heart what Jesus was doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Suffering in the face of resistance, and especially the the inheritance that we have by his sacrifice, that is, we mm. cannot die. So why should yeah. I fear to suffer mm-hmm. if I'm going for God's plan by any means necessary and a wall of difficulty stands between me and deliverance? Oh, please, I'm walking through that wall. I will oh. break it down in the name of Jesus. If Amen. deliverance is on the other side, I will walk through the valley of the shadow of death yes, and fear and no fear evil. evil. And, and, and that makes us situated as a people who have been gifted with eternal life, not earned on our own at all, right? And we're thinking about particularly the theological traditions that we represent. We hadn't earned nothing, okay? Gifted with eternal mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Who is most able to stand and say, I will go? Who is most able? Why, and why Why in our, our context in this country, we're always looking at somebody else telling them to go, telling them to suffer. <laughs> I'm like, we don't want, I'm like, we're the ones most able to go because he has suffered on our behalf, you know? And, and M, you're bringing up suffering as it relates to resistance and liberation and suffering on the behalf of our neighbor and our foe. But I'm sitting here thinking about suffering in the everyday life. I'm talking about making the decision not to eat a food that I really, really want. But I really, really want it. You know, what I mean? like, but I shouldn't really have it. You see what I'm saying? Like, even in the smallest ways, when you talk about the American, the desire for Americans to have comfort and pleasure by any means necessary, it works itself out. Not in just these big ways around social justice. It's working itself out in just the very small things, like basic delay gratification. Um, to just deny mm-hmm. oneself mm-hmm. saying like, you know, I probably shouldn't binge watch this next episode. I mean, like there's no self 
denial. <laughs> there is no self-denial. You're talking up my bluff now. I'm talking about myself. There's no self-denial. You know, Michelle, and I, 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 you know, I like my sweets. Now I got my bags of sweets in the house. I mean, there's no self-denial. So, so I mean, like, how can, I mean, how can we even be equipped to stand um, on behalf of our neighbor? Those who claim, you know, that we have eternal life because what what Christ has done, when we can't even put down the plate for them. I mean, like, no sense of suffering, Mm -hmm. no sense of suffering. So um, the more we think about that cross, the more I think Mm. we we walk out more grateful, but also more ready to be used, right, Uh, on behalf of of God's kingdom mission. And that is going to require some suffering from time Mm -hmm. to time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and now I want better. something sweet to eat. What's that? I know, right? Oh my gosh! You like, go. That's the beauty of the cup of joy. Hallelujah! Let me tell my tonight. Hallelujah, Michelle! You are on my the cup of joy. I you know she loves her marshmallows. Just, just, so, just, just, just dip, dip them in the blood. Dip them in chocolate. Dip them in the blood. Bloody dip marshmallows. Lord, help us. Oh, my God. Help us, Lord. Michelle, can you close us with a, just take us home with a bloody song. Take us home with a bloody song. <laughs> we need the blood. We need, we need, we need the blood. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, well, I think about uh, the traditional, you know, the old, the old tune that there is nothing oh, but. Yes. There's nothing but the blood. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But I also think about the, the songs of our traditions where we feel confidence and confirmation mm-hmm. in knowing that it yeah. was the blood. So that's the mm-hmm. one I'm leaning towards. Um, I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, He died on the cross, and I know it was the blood for me. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the blood, Lord. Amen. Well, we want to thank y'all. First of all, thank you, M&C, for your brilliance. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> at the table. Of course, we want to thank our listeners for taking a seat at the table with us. Let's keep the conversation going. Tweet us your thoughts about the blood. Why the blood matters. Uh, use the hashtag truth table, hashtag truth table. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at truth table or email us your thoughts at asktruthstable at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on the Sacho Podcast Player. Truth Table is made possible in part by Pottery Studios. Visit Pottery.com for the highest in quality online audio entertainment. Our producer for the show is Joshua Heath. Our executive producer is Bo York. And we have been your hosts, Akemini, Michelle, and Christina. We'll see you soon on the next Truth Table. Bye, y'all.